Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you suffering from back pain? Well, I've got the thing just for you. 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain, plus 192 others just in case, volume 1, available at Amazon.com. Over 30 million Americans are suffering with back pain at this very moment. The vast majority of these cases are either caused or exacerbated by common lifestyle factors. Many of the same factors may be causing you pain right now. Join board-certified physician Andrew Kirshner as he guides you through the parts of your life where these problems occur and gives you simple, safe and effective solutions for these common daily pitfalls. In this fun and informative book, you will learn how to identify the aspects of your life which may be causing you pain, how to create a back-friendly environment, how you can improve your pain by improving your sleep, ways to make a pain-free commute, how you can perform daily activities without making your pain worse, and much more. Andrew Kirshner is so well respected in the field of back pain relief. He has you know, famous clients such as DJ Jazzy Jeff. He has done uh, many talks and lectures at universities in the UK. He has appeared on QVC demonstrating back pain relief products and that is because he is an expert in his field and people trust him. Also check out the 5 star reviews on Amazon.com. This is the book that you need if you suffer from back pain. That's 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain plus 192 others just in case volume 1 available at Amazon.com in paperback. Check the link below the show for more information. Just when you thought that there were already too many podcasts in the world. Here comes another one. Hey, give me two. Hey, man, uh, give me a second. The police are outside my house. I gotta go. Okay, I'll pause. Okay. Okay. Colin Delaney. Kids, welcome to Turn Chuckle with myself, Pablo, and arguably the greatest wrestler to come out of the state of New York, Mr. Colin Delaney. Hello. It's a true fact, actually. I actually want to do the intro this time, but we didn't get to talk about it, so I didn't get to do it. I'll do it next week. Oh, really? Have you got something in mind? No, I don't. I was going to wing it. <laughs> okay. See, as, as you can tell, I usually do as well, but, um, you know, I, I kind of know too much about action figures, so I can tell you the ratio of your action figure to other people's action figures. Right. I, I, you say out of the state of New York, man, I, I'm I'm like pretty far down the list out of even best wrestler to come out of Rochester, New York. Ah, come on. I, I, don't, well, know any, I don't know any other wrestlers from Rochester. All right. I'm going to name you three. Okay. You tell me where I rank on the list. Okay. Okay. Well, Luke Harper, of course. Mm-hmm. Luke Harper's... Uh, from Rochester, New York. Uh, China. <laughs> okay. Chi- China was from Rochester, New York. And Gorilla Monsoon, also from Rochester, New York. Oh, of course. Okay. Oh, uh, see, I, okay, I do love the gorilla. I know. See, it's tough. <laughs> like, I I would love to be like, yeah, I'm the best wrestler to come out of Rochester, New York. But I'm like, oh, shit. They're all pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Uh, well, no, I stand by it. I'm biased. Uh, once, you know, if, <laughs> if Gorilla Monsoon ever comes back from the dead and hosts a podcast with me, then I might, you know, I might sway yeah. my decision. And I have seen more Colin Delaney matches than Gorilla Monsoon matches. So. That's probably true. I also have. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the uh, the boxing match with Gorilla Monsoon and Andre the Giant? Yes, of course. It's amazing. Um, I'm hoping that there's better quality footage of that uh, than the one that I saw with uh, Alfred, Alfred Hayes doing commentary. Over. I mean, he's having a whale of a time. He's just pissing himself laughing over Gorilla Monsoon just taking bumps in the rain and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, good stuff. Um, so, yeah, um, how, how's your week been? You've just come back from uh, teaching at your wrestling school. Um, yes. So, um, uh, what are you like as a teacher? Are you strict but fair, or no? I'm a, I'm a very <laughs> I'm a very encouraging teacher. That's my that's kind of my thing. I, I never really I mean I know I understand everyone learns differently, but I never really understood the drill sergeant mentality. Yeah. because um, I don't think that's for everybody, and I'm sure it does work better for some, but I don't think it's uh, best for all, and I think that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's also just not me. It's not my personality. I'm not really, I'm, I'm strict and I'm, I'm, I'm to the point. But at the same time, if someone's gonna do something well, I'm gonna encourage them instead of when they do something wrong, scream at them and force them to do thousands of Hindu squats. <laughs> yeah, is did you have to do that? Oh. Um, uh, kind of. Yeah, I guess. I mean, can I do a thousand Hindu squats? Yes. Do I want to do a thousand Hindu squats? No. Yeah, see, I I can do a thousand Hindu squats as well. Um, I believe you. Yeah, um, I'm actually doing them now uh, as as the show <laughs> goes on. Um, I, you know, you may hear me, you know, gasp for breath a little bit, but I'll fight through it. Um, very, it would be a very different podcast if either one of us tried to do a thousand squats while we were podcasting. <laughs> well, no one can prove that we're not. So that's true except for they hear me drink beer the entire time <laughs> yeah I, see that's the thing you know we, we're doing this a little bit later today it's it's 10 to 5 in the morning here um you know i have no sleeping pattern whatsoever it would be foolish of me to start drinking beer at this time um yeah it's 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 closing in on midnight over here okay you know see that's um see that is that is quite late for both of us though. um yeah so yeah um we are on episode 4 of uh, monday night raw which uh, we came from last week's uh, show, which had the classic career-ending match between Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect. Probably, I mean, he's... Will you get my laundry done? Uh, we had a cameo. Sorry. <laughs> I can cut that out. Yeah, okay. we're on episode four. I could leave it in. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> Let's leave it in. It's it's live. It's Monday Night Raw. You know, um, there's no mistakes if it's live. Right. And right. I'm pretty sure Monday Night Raw was winging it for at least. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm yet to figure out when they weren't winging it. Because <laughs> uh, at least those first those first three winging it as fuck. <laughs> well, uh, this week it's kind of weird because it feels like um, it's. What they were building up to that third episode, everything has sort of come and gone, and this is kind of starting from afresh now. Um, right? Do you? Uh, we discuss it all the time. Do you think they filmed the first three in one clip? 
it's quite po- uh, you see it's probably common knowledge and i should probably know this a bit better i know the last week's show was filmed before the royal rumble and it was aired a day after um i have a feeling that maybe with this being a new month um it's february the 1st 1993 um and i mean it, it's kind of i i guess you i mean we may have to take like closer notice of uh you know, the, the I'm going to guess. Yes. I'm going to say, I'm going to say they probably filmed January all at once, probably yeah. February all at once. If everyone's um, wearing the same that's clothes, just my I'm guess. Yeah. No, yeah. If we, if we get through, uh, this, uh, next couple and it seems to be a, a trend where it doesn't look like the same wrestlers are repeating too often and, and whatnot, uh, it's probably a, probably a trend. And, you know, little things like, you know, it depends how short the introduction is, whether Vince is on camera, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, You know, and, and the, you know, the big telltale sign will be if we see Vince McMahon, Rob Bartlett, Randy Savage at ringside commentating, but also not saying anything. Um, so then we right. know that it's definitely not live. Um, and, you know, well, actually, we don't have audio, but if they heavily, heavily talk about the news that day, then it's definitely not live. <laughs> the, <laughs> just to show that, you know, uh, you know, in WWF world, it is kind of live, but not really. But yes, this week's episode, um, Andre the Giant is honoured with a 10-bell salute. So, you know, Andre died, uh, passed away the week before. Um, Doink the Clown battles Typhoon, and Mr. Perfect throws a perfect football pass. I mean... Man, with that description, I mean, <laughs> what else could you ask for in an episode of television? The one match that they're like, <laughs> yep, this is going to draw them in. We got Doink against Typhoon. I, But also, to an extent... I am interested because Doink seems to be on some kind of push-ish at this point, and Typhoon hasn't been on TV at all, but Typhoon's way bigger. So it's like you would think Typhoon's going to squash him out, but I don't know. Now I kind of think Doink's going to win. How is Doink going to beat Typhoon? Right. See, and Typhoon, uh, Earthquake had just, um, I I, I think he left at that point, so Typhoon went singles uh, by this point. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I don't remember much else about the show, except one of my favorite personalities of all time, Todd Pettengill, uh, makes his, uh, first Raw appearance, which, like, I'm, I'm excited about. No one else might I'm be ready. excited about. Yeah, right? See, I mean, Todd actually, uh, believes, um, that he was on the first episode of Raw. He said that in some interviews, but he wasn't. He's on the fourth episode. Um. That's but, fine. Give or take. Yeah, give or take. Um, it was probably the second filming of Raw, so he's pretty close. That's a, that's a good point. That is a good point. So yes, um, if you if everyone has the network um, uploaded and uh, you are on Raw replays, uh, Raw number four, February first, nineteen ninety three, uh, we are both paused. We start with the intro, which is uh, interesting because it's usually like a little pre bit, but. Um, Straight. No Sean Mooney in the parking lot this time. We no. go straight to the straight to the, the the good good. Yeah, there's too much action this week. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So yes, so after free, and I'm gonna pray to God that I don't freeze at all. Uh we didn't last week, so uh let let the uh let the run continue. Um so yeah, I'm gonna count to free and everyone can press play. So that's one, two, three, click. And there's Razor, and there's Razor, Ramon, Razor, and he's Razor, and he's Razor, Ramon, Undertaker in the background, and there is an elbow drop, and then there is a Razor Edge. 
Holy shit, you planned that. You, uh, can, do you know who raises doing the Razor's Edge there, team? Uh, I'm going to guess Barry Hardy. No, Glenroof. Oh, shit. We're back to Glenroof. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh, God, that guy in the red jacket's loving it. See, this, okay, this may not be live because uh, we're going straight to a match here. Um, oh, and Tatanka coming out hot as a pistol. There he is. Oh, no. oh yeah. Here we are. Tatanka <laughs> against Damian Demento to kick this motherfucker off. <laughs> No entrance for Damien Demento. He didn't have music anyway, so, you know. Yeah, he never had music ever? No. You think it would have been, like, maybe Voices or something like that, but no, he didn't have any music. He yeah. was, I don't think I ever saw him come to the ring. He was always just in the ring, which I, I feel that maybe that's how it should have always been for people with no music. Like, it always right. felt a bit awkward when they come to the ring with no... But sometimes... If the heat or the crowd reaction was so good, um, then you know the crowd were the music sort of thing. Like Andre the Giant didn't need music. Um, it oh been... man, if Tatanka just beat <laughs> Damian Demento with that small package immediately, I'd have lost it. <laughs> yeah, Demento um, in peak physical condition. I'm not. Look, I'm not one to talk about peak physical conditions. I'm not gonna. He's on the uh, he's on the Repo Man diet right now. He's on. Well, he's, he could be on Ico Pro. Woo! Hold on a second, Tatanka tossing around the big man because Damian Demento is no small dude. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and and weird, possibly an edit there because Damian Demento either landed on his feet very succinctly, or they made an edit there because he was kind of talking to the, himself. No, it's I mean from the the over the top rope backwards, it's kind of easy to land on your feet if you really know what you're doing. That's true. I, I do it regularly. Um, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd go down the stairs like that. I'd just fall down and then just land on my feet. Somewhere in somewhere in the middle of those thousand Hindus, you're just backwards <laughs> over the top. Yeah. Um, there is a, um, uh, it's the, the, there was a guy um, in like the early 1900s uh, whose magic trick was, uh, well, like a party trick, was that he could stand stand straight and jump backwards onto a mantle sort of thing, and land on it, which is really weird. Point, point, <laughs> point, pointless fact, but there you go. Um, yeah, but usually, you're, usually your pointless facts are about wrestling. This one kind of, uh, we'll save that for the magic podcast that we're starting next week. See, it's, <laughs> see, it's like I don't know enough about it to really have told that story. Um, so right. like everyone just do a little bit of research and you'll find out. Or maybe, <laughs> or maybe you won't. Maybe you won't. Or maybe not. Who's to say? <laughs> um, uh Damien Demento is actually super interesting to me because mm-hmm. he's he's actually not bad, um, <laughs> and his his shtick is kind of interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and he does interesting things like when he stopped in the corner there instead of like going up and over or like putting on a block, he does his own kind of thing. And same thing like we were talking about when he goes over backwards over the top rope and then he kind of lands at his feet and talks to the skies. It's like. Uh, it's super interesting. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm not, well, uh, I have t- nothing against Damien Demento. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why he didn't last. He's got a, he's got an interesting shtick going on. He's, uh, yeah. yeah. For 10 points. Uh, do you remember his hometown? Mm. I say hometown. <laughs> one of those. Sort of I'm going to guess parts unknown. No. Um, he was from the outer reaches of your mind. Oh shoot! I did know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it ever really translated to the audience that he was talking to 
to voices, I guess, the voices in his head. Um, maybe it wasn't yeah. explained well enough. It was, you know, it kind of, it, it was very sort of lukewarm, the sort of, you know, the, the presentation of the character, I think. The, unlike, right. Papa Sh- unlike Papa Shango, who they went like full force with, and you kind yeah. of knew what, what they were doing with that. But um, yeah, Damien Demento, the last match I remember of Damien Demento was actually in the UK against Bob Backlund, and um, he lost that match. <laughs> I watched the shit out of that match. <laughs> Damien Demento is uh, three and one. One and three, I should say, on Raw. There you go. Don't ask who, me why. Who did Damien Demento beat? I think he beat uh, Jim Brunzel. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the second Damien Demento match. Um, so sorry, yep. spoilers here. But Tatanka was undefeated yeah. for like a, two years anyway, so... The With the wild. Samoan drop finish. Mm-hmm. What a Samoan drop. Did he have a name for that? Um, Stan Lane used to call it the Renegade Drop, which I don't think that, that was ever doesn't official. even make sense. No. Um, I think Bobby Heenan called it the Papoose to Go. I All think right. that's like some kind of Native American uh, thing. I, I don't want to... Oh, look at that headlock. See, I've got a headlock on Hunger T-shirt. Mine is nowhere near as pimping as that one. Not as not as uh, bedazzled as that one. Not as bejeweled. Oh, I, I could only wish to have had that. Oh, this is the Madison Square Garden show for the Headlock on Hunger um, show. Uh, that guy with the glasses, the bald head, he was the security there for years, I think. Um, so Flair, Berserker is, sighting. Mm-hmm, this is after Flair's career match, and he is there outside the ring. So I think that was his last yeah. appearance against Brett. I could be wrong on that. But um, yeah, this was um, this is pretty you know ingrained in the first few weeks of nineteen eighty three the headlock on hunger thing. Um, that had to be Gene's last appearance in the garden as well. That's, um, that's and we get a we get our first glimpse of Typhoon singles at ringside earlier just a second uh, ago. The slick our first singles glimpse. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if that was slick, and then I immediately went. Oh, I think that's racist. <laughs> I'm not joking. That was my actual thought. I was like, oh, no, that's not slick. That's just another another guy. And you know what? That's all... me being racist. Nah. Well, yeah, but it depends which one you think is slick. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> um, yeah, they were all wearing Headlock on Hunger pin badges there, and as a collector of badges, um, I really want one. <laughs> I will. I will find one at some point, and I'll be the. I'll be the coolest person in the world for it. Right. Um, what's, what's Vince doing in the ring? Oh, is he doing an in-ring segment with somebody? I think he is. I don't know who. Um, this is kind of the weird raw because uh, next week uh, we don't. I don't want to get into it too much, but that's Beefcake's return, and this is the start of the whole Mega Man. Oh no! It's today. Oh, holy crap! Look at you, you liar! You lied to everybody. A... Man, he's swinging those things real fast, and there's a lot of hands coming out. <laughs> that could have been real bad. Yeah, and wearing... Would you wear that in the ring? Yeah, sure, I mean... Yeah, you'd have to get a tan. I'll work on it. Shave your legs. Like, I don't know if you've got hairy legs on it. Nah, I shave from the knee up. Okay. I got knee pads and kick pads to cover the rest of it. Why do I need to do that? It just seems like more work. This is true. This is true. Um, oh my god, they're letting Beefcake talk. <laughs> oh yeah, this is uh, this is something special. Uh, the interview is, I mean, it, this is his first appearance in, well, not his first appearance, but like sort of um, 
I mean, you can tell how different his face looks because after the the accident that he had, where he had his face reconstructed. Did he? Right. Did he go? So he was just away for from injury. He wasn't. He didn't go to like WCW between these. No, no. He, he did the barbershop. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I was gonna say so Zodiac's after this? No, no, that was oh yeah, no Zodiac is, but uh, the man with no face and all that, or the whatever the fuck that was in 1991 when he came out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's between. So he did the barbershop and then he went over and did Zodiac and whatever and then came back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Zodiac was after this. You just told me Zodiac's 91. No, 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 the 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 gimmick with the fur face, the man with no name, or what the fuck it was. Did you you must have seen it in the encyclopedia? He he had like a kind of um, animal mask and like a chain vest, and he made like about two appearances, run-ins. That was it. Um, I don't own the encyclopedia. <laughs> okay, that's right. I just I just I just often autograph them. <laughs> oh, well, th- this interview is uh, particularly. Awful. I mean, I, I I know that he's talking about. Um, I'm guessing it's all real, but they're talking about his uh, the, the face injury and everything, and then it's like talks about his wife leaving him, and then talks about his mother dying and stuff like that. And it's just like I I think it's trying to get sympathy, but the crowd are just farting. Man, like, I uh, I really wish that we could just fast forward this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm guessing this is to, obviously to get some sympathy on him, but I don't think it makes him. I don't know. It doesn't make him look good. I don't think. But um, well, I mean, that outfit doesn't make him look good, and that hair doesn't make him look good, and that reconstructed face doesn't make him look good, and that woman does not seem to be making him look good. Well, this is the first. Uh, uh, he mentions Hogan during the interview. Um, so this is the first seeds that are planted for the Mega Man. Yeah, like he looks. Uh, this crowd, they just keep cutting the crowd. They're like hoping that somebody will look interested, and everyone just looks either confused or disinterested. Mm-hmm. Well, they would always try and get like a if something like this was going on, they would try and get a kid to like squeeze out a tear or anything, or you know, um, and yeah, it very rarely. Oh, that guy's painting his nose <laughs> that <was> here. <laughs> here, they're struggling to not find somebody who's yawning. Yeah, this is um, letting beefcake. I mean, Vince is dragging him, you know, along oh. in this interview like a fish hook in the mouth sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't even have sound on it. It's tough. He's sweating so profusely right now. <laughs> if, I don't know if you've seen this uh, WrestleMania one interview, <laughs> but um, it's one of the greatest interviews of all time because jo- he's managed by Johnny Valiant and Johnny V. He's a great right. talker and. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, what What you got to say, Brutus? And Brutus, he's just not prepared to say anything. So he literally just blows a raspberry into the uh, into the microphone. And that was it. <laughs> I, I don't want to make the noise because it will sound horrible into the microphone. But um, Right, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not in, the, in the business for that. <laughs> um, with it being New York, I mean, you, you usually get those... Uh, you know the um, the fans that would often show up in the ECW arena as well. Have you ever come across any of those guys, like a uh, Hat Guy? And because uh, I just saw the, the the guy with the ponytail, I think you know he was always in the front row for shows. No, I don't think I've ever encountered any of them. I just was reading a thread about what happened to Dreads guy from the ECW arena. Uh-huh. The shirtless Dreads guy who was always the uh, front row going ape shit. There was a couple conflicting reports. One said that he tried to start training. 
at the uh, ECW school. Oh, really? And uh, couldn't really hack it, and then and then left. And another one said that uh, a bunch of the boys had sex with his girlfriend, and then he stopped coming around. Oh no! <laughs> Both stories are so super believable that I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> I don't really know what to believe. I'm just gonna leave it and just say dreads went away." Yeah, Colin. You know what? This uh, interview is still going on. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. I think the only fan, those regular fans that you still see, is uh, Vladimir. Remember the guy with the the, the vest, the tank top, and um, he was on everything. He was on front row for like all the WrestleManias. And he wore glasses, and he was like ripped. Um, uh, one time I was doing a show, and uh, Chris Hero pointed out to me that there, uh, the one guy at the show we were on was the kid who's going nuts in the front row when Ron Simmons wins the WCW world title. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They just cut to another kid peeing in the nose. <laughs> oh, I saw it. It wasn't even... It's, this is, that's the thing. This isn't even live. They could just cut in... Actually, in the UK, it's really funny. Could um, have cut anywhere. They could have done anything. They actually could have cut this completely out of TV. <laughs> Um, when they, I mean, they still probably do it now, but obviously Raw and SmackDown's late night and stuff like that, but we'd get, it aired at, like, say, 11 in the morning as well, so they would, um, obviously cut out any violence or swearing and stuff like that, and, um, when it was really hard to cut something out, like, say, a chair shot or something like that, they would have the same stock footage, um, they would have a guy in a cane mask with a camera, or like a guy dressed like a Dudley boy, and so and like it was fine for that era, but they were still using that footage by like two thousand and six, and it was it was quite funny. <laughs> I, I'm. I think this is the end. I'm. I'm still like flabbergasted that this thing is just. It doesn't feel as long when the sound. Put it that way. It's... No, no. I bet it feels. I bet it feels longer with sound. <laughs> um, and you know, Vin, like we're like, oh my god, I can't believe this thing's still going. How do they not cut this out of TV? How do they? Even, why do they even air this? Why does it air for this long? But you know that Vince McMahon was like, that was brilliant, great, that was wonderful, <laughs> oh, unbelievable. That's the thing. Vince is calling the shots here, so he won't have an earpiece. Um, he won't have anyone counting him down. Maybe, maybe the cameraman might be counting him down. To be fair, but. Um. Yeah, this does feel like it. I can't even remember half the stuff he says at this point. I think he throws out a challenge. Um, an open challenge. To who does he work on next next week's episode? Yeah, it's the the one and Oof. only beefcake match that there has ever been on a Raw. Um, really? Mm-hmm, and it builds up uh, WrestleMania nine. Oh my god. Well, we got we got through that. At least it shows that we can talk about things and uh, not run out of things to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess i i almost I almost dozed off somewhere there in the middle. Uh, I think this is the first WrestleMania advert as well. So um... this is February first, though. That's that's a long time until. Yeah, but it's the next event. So you know, right? But like the fact that Brutus Beefcake they. Uh, do you say next week he wrestles on Raw? He does against uh, Ted DiBiase. And then that's the build-up? That's two straight... That's two full months. <laughs> he doesn't have another match on Raw before then? No. 
Uh, it's all interviews wow. after that. All interviews. Um, wow. Raw in order. That's awesome. <laughs> um, this is Von Kruss, I believe, and Iron Mike Sharp. Von Kruss. Iron so, Mike. Uh-huh. Von Kruss is a big veto. <clears throat> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Steak. Okay. <laughs> just, just terrible. Oh, I tell a lie. I thought high energy had broken up by this point. Look at Coco wearing different pants. That's kind of no. Cool. There's no way high energy broke up by the time Raw had started because I remember no, being no, no, high energy. Time, not by the time Raw had started, but I think by this by this time I thought they may have. But because Owen gets a knee injury. We're three. We're four episodes in. <laughs> well, Owen we haven't stick- even seen. We haven't even seen high energy on Raw yet. This is true. This is true. Well, Owen sustains knee injury at some point soon because he's not at WrestleMania. He's not at the King of the Ring. Um, and he returns in that blue kind of singlet that he didn't wear for too long after that. Yeah. Um, uh, but I remember be, being high energy with my brother in the living room <laughs> because we were watching Raw. Okay. So there's no way that were you high energy had broken up by now. Were you Coco? We were both Coco. <laughs> okay. Hated Owen. I'm just kidding. Um, when um, I met Coco Beware once, and um, he came out for there was like a Q and A with all the wrestlers at the end. They all come out with their music, and Coco really went for it. He was doing the bird, and he was running up and down the aisle and stuff like that. And I was the only person that jumped out into the aisle and started doing the bird with Coco Beware. <laughs> Hell yeah, you were. I'm a, I'm a Mark bitch when I want to be. Um, which is Get him, Owen. Mm-hmm. Against Mike Sharp as well. I mean, Mike Sharp, he'd been around for a long time by this point. He'd been around for a long time, but didn't understand that when he high-fived his partner, that's technically a tag, and just kept up about his business earlier. Ah, well, that's Joey Morella's fault. Should Joey Morella looked at him with confusion in his face, <laughs> like, did you really do that, motherfucker? Um, Mike Sharp, uh, with his uh, forearm um, injury... That he had for about ten years. Uh, Mike Sharp yeah. wrestled in the WWF from, I mean, from about '83 maybe, but he his last match was in '95, um, so he was there for a hell of a long time. They about to hit this finish on Big Vito. Oh wow! Very quick. Well, it's Coco. Coco took a ball the fucking time. Wow. See, and the thing is, it's kind of weird. They did really nothing with high energy. You would think that Yeah, well, like... but it's it's because of Owen's injury, right? I guess the, that's true. That's true. Um, I mean, the... I liked them when I was growing up. I did. Because um, I liked Coco Beware when I was like a kid, kid. And then mm-hmm. this came around. And uh, I'm uh, admittedly, I think I've said it on this before. I'm not the hugest Owen Hart fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and not even that. I just think that uh, since he passed, a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, Owen was the greatest wrestler of all time." And it's like, well, that's not not completely accurate. Owen Hart was was good, and at times he was really good. But there were other times where Owen was not. It's one of the, it's, he, one of, it's one of those things. I mean, you, you know, he was it when when inspired when like when going for it. Owen could have been the best there, like the best around, but a lot of times you watch Owen Hart matches and he just he looks disinterested or lazy or just like he doesn't really necessarily care that much. Well, um, I think, I think, but when Owen was on, he was so on. Yeah, 
Well, I think Owen said himself, or at least his family said that, you know, his heart was never really in wrestling. He wanted to retire and, you know, um, be with his family, I guess. And you know. I feel like it, it really does show a lot of times. That, but once again, uh, when he was on, I mean, uh, yeah, no one better. But when you just had Owen Hart out there just doing whatever, mm-hmm. it was sometimes pretty unwatchable. It's very controversial. I didn't like it at least. Very controversial views going on here. But I don't think I mean I think if you I think if you actually like focus in and actually try to like take a good look mm-hmm. at Owen Hart matches you, you would see the same and a lot of people would. Doink in the ring. Um it's it's kind of weird because I'm such such a Doink fan. Uh Matt Bourne is Doink. He kind of hadn't really found his groove as Doink at this point. If you notice, he's not really doing the crazy facial expressions and looking at the camera and stuff like that. Um, he was kind of more jovial on the, yeah. as a whole. Um, but yeah, no. And at this like, point, uh, are we talking uh, Tenta is in WCW? No, he, it's possible he went maybe back to Japan. Like, I don't know what happened to him. He returned in... Um, January 94 uh, so I don't know what he did between that time but he didn't go to WCW and, but I mean within that time uh, Fred Ottman went to WCW and became the Shockmaster Matt Bourne just single legged the <laughs> shit out of Fred Ottman like a boss is he going to do it again? <laughs> Look at him go man there seems like, to be like a lot of like Logic to Doink matches more than there was to a lot of other matches with Doink. Crazy gimmicks. He's so much. He's so much smaller than Typhoon, and he's like, "Nah, I'm single like a new motherfucker. I don't give a shit." <laughs> like, I don't even. I'm not even sure Typhoon's ever taken that bump. Like, just a single leg bump. Yeah. Like, when was there a person of size or whatever to just take down Typhoon like that? Probably never. Yeah. Wondering if you know, because Typhoon probably kind of on his way out. I mean, the last match I saw with Typhoon as well was on the same event that the uh, Demi Demento was on, and he faced the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, it was a hell of a card. Um, and he was kind of gone after that. Um, so far, I love this match. By the way, yeah, I, I give me Doink matches all day. Matt Bourne, just Matt Bourne eating Typhoon's lunch <laughs> is pretty awesome. <laughs> Because in my head, I was like, what's what's Bourne going to do to Typhoon, you know? Like, what's he going to do? I got my answer. He's going to eat him for lunch. <laughs> kind of weird as well, because he's, he's very no-nonsense. He's not really doing any of the, you know, theatrics or anything like that. He's, uh, he really is just... He's literally just outworking him. <laughs> he's literally just out, like, out-wrestling him, just, like, running circles around him. <clears throat> Did I ever, uh, so my friend Dick Justice yeah. did a, a, like a gimmick battle royal at a promotion. Awesome. And he was the Shockmaster. <laughs> Wonderful. And Where did he get the Fred, helmet? Uh, somebody made it for him. That's, that's incredible. Okay. But the moral of the story is that Fred Ottman's wife wrote to Dick Justice on Facebook what, like, sort uh, of, like, stop it? Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, you know, Fred Ottman, he's really, um, you know, um, 
making the most of falling through a wall 25 years ago. Um, Got a cease and desist from Mama Ottman. <laughs> that's that is incredible. <clears throat> Heck of a power slam. Mm. And you know, no one will care. But this is like Doink's first attire before he went more colorful. Um, yeah, this attire is weird because the blue and the green kind of like meld together, so it's not really very. Uh, wow, what in the fuck? Oh, got a <laughs> bit. <laughs> I'm not really handful sure. of taint, and he wins this match. <laughs> Just a full gooch grab, and he's out of here. Yeah, that was kind of out. Of- Boink, doink. Um, that boink uh, means something else I, over here. I'm yeah. not even... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, uh, I think it means the same thing here. Uh, and it's either way, it's the sign it's not appropriate. <laughs> that is incredible. Love him. Um, Crush wasn't back at this point. I think it was only a couple of weeks. Gets his own jacket off. <laughs> oh, this Fuck is- it. This is an advert for Mania. It's your favorite advert, 100% caffeine-free. I was going to say, are you really telling me about this advert? Because <laughs> this is the 45th time we've seen it, and it's the fourth episode. <laughs> well, Mania had Do we get Todd? Do we get Todd Pettengill coming immediately out of this? I think we may. Um, we have to, right? He talks about Mania with Vince, and uh, he's wearing a, a, a brown suede jacket, if I remember. I, don't, I shouldn't know this, but like... You know, yeah. <laughs> look, look, shut up. I'm a Todd Pettengill fan. I don't care. Um, <laughs> oh, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> I think Vince... Vince seems... is getting a lot of airtime. Vince is getting a lot of, like, FaceTime in episode four here. Mm-hmm. I think Vince seems to enjoy being with Todd more than he does with... Um, with Rob Bartlett at this point. I think the, the honeymoon period very much wore off with Rob. Do you think this set of tapings, so like in the next four episodes, how many more episodes do you give Rob Bartlett? Oh, God, he was he was there after WrestleMania, um, about two weeks after. What? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. We still got two months of Bartlett? <laughs> well, luckily, <laughs> we don't have to hear him, so, yeah. That's uh, th- insanity. Yeah, this is the uh, 10 bell salute to Andre the Giant, I believe, um, as they set up. A Yokozuna match, I think, because Fuji's in the ring, I think. Um, it looked like they were, like, ending a Yokozuna match. Mm. Yeah, the reference, yeah, weird. But, yeah, no, this is a 10-bell suit to Andre. Um, trying to find anyone who's shedding even a remote tier at this point. Yeah, weird. I mean, uh, so it's, for me, uh, when I read that this was the 10-bell salute to Andre in this episode, in my head, um... Andre had died sooner than this. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, 93, that sounds about right. I mean, I remember him in 92 doing the Bushwhacker thing, right? That was, that was even before. That was 91. His last appearance on American TV was actually for WCW, which I think really upset Vince because um, he went back to um, uh, Atlanta where he spent a lot of his uh, career for TBS and all that kind of stuff. So, um, But no, he was in Japan until like, October, November 92. I mean, he, he was in terrible shape at that point. Um, yeah, I guess when I think about it, though, I think about, uh, like, uh, pay-per-views and, and events that are from 92. Yeah. But now we're watching these Raws from 93, and that doesn't, like, sync up to me. 
this seems like so much later in my head yeah, how than those revealing. events from 92. Drew, how revealing is that costume? I think they're really pushing it there. Yeah, really awesome wrestling. <laughs> and then Brett with the Ico Pro and the belt here. Shit, yeah. Because you take, if you, you, you're you a champion. You're a tag team champion. You take your belt to the gym. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, it's good for weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Totally joking. How out, of, how out of date were these figures by this point? They made, Hasbro made like one series a year or something. Um, uh, I went to uh, a Comic-Con this past weekend, mm-hmm. like a comic book convention thing, and somebody had a Bart Gun Hasbro. Oh, wow. Those are rare. Those bad boys yeah. are rare. Was Bart there? No. Ah. Just somebody on their table had a Bart Gun Hasbro. Love and I was like, ooh, I know the Bart Gun's kind of rare. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yoko coming out now, so, weird. Yeah, I feel like they, they jumped the gun, they sent them out, and then they were like, we gotta do this 10-bell salute, and they sent them back. Mm. They they actually just put the jobber under the ring for a minute. Oh, who is that? Is that Tony DeVito? That's Tony DeVito, I believe, yeah. Tony DeVito! Do you know him? Oh, yeah. This is awesome, Tony you know, Barry Hardy, you know, Dwayne Gill, you know, Tony DeVito. Yeah, Tony DeVito trained my tag team partner, Cheech. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, Tony DeVito of the Baldies. Tony <laughs> DeVito of the Carnage Crew in Ring of Honor. Tony DeVito of just overall, just wonderful guy. Well, they would always make the joke that he was related to Basil DeVito, who was like a, I think he was like one of the writers for like the, oh, like some higher up in WWE. Um, and it would always go over everyone's head. <laughs> like the Terry Garvin School of Self-Defense and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> yeah, Tony DeVito. Uh, Tony DeVito trained uh, Bobby Fish, mm-hmm. current uh, NXT signee. It, it, does it seem, I'm, you know, I'm guessing New York. So, like, I'm, um, do you think they just had their pool of New York talent that they could reach into, I guess? Um, yeah, because uh, DeVito is good friends with uh, Just Incredible, and, well, he's uh, he's on some roles coming up, um, PJ, against Lexi. Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, so the, it's from they're from that area, and uh, yeah, they got a lot of a lot of good work back in this day from from this kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, Devito's the man, though. Mm. That's really cool, um, Yoko, big guy as well. Yeah, not very tall, but a you know, woo, got him with the kick <laughs> off the jump. This is Yogo's first TV match, I believe, since the Rumble. <clears throat> um, well, the Yo- Rumble just happened. Well, yeah, like two weeks ago. I mean, you know. But, <laughs> um, but I mean, got better. Whoa, mind. shit! Is that a like a rock bottom out of Yokozuna <laughs> for funsies? Got to bear in mind, Yoko and Brett, main event for WrestleMania, were in the ring together once before WrestleMania, and it was for a contract signing. Well, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was somewhere taking notes. <laughs> oh, yeah, Duggan was out with an injury, thanks to Yoko. Oh. Um, he, yeah, it was a... Uh, there was a thing on Superstars, and it was like, can you knock Yoko's under off his feet? It was kind of like a sumo kind of thing, I guess. And Duggan did knock him off his feet. First person to do so, apart from Savage at the Royal Rumble, but we'll for- we'll not mention that. Um, we forgive that. Yeah. Um, and then Devito's Yoko- gear is something else. It's by yeah, the it's, way, it's pretty spectacular. Oh, good close up as well on the gear. 
that's a like Saved by the Bell kind of logo. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, no, Yoko took out Duggan basically, and uh, it's because Duggan's wife was pregnant, so uh, give him some time off. <clears throat> oh. And then they had a mini feud before Luger took over the whole USA thing. Ah. Right. Can never well, get over that bonsai drop. Okay. <laughs> I like that. So we had a we have a small edit here because I almost just got arrested. Uh, four <laughs> cops just rolled up into my house telling me that uh, somebody was trying to commit suicide here and they tried to, to cuff me. So that's why there's it probably seems weird just now. Yeah, my mind just in case <laughs> my mind is blown. I was thinking maybe the cops came because they knew that we were um, streaming raw illegally, and uh, you know, I, <laughs> it, it, in case the end of that uh, awesome Yokozuna Tornado match sounds weird, it's because there is a banging at my door at twelve thirty at night with four police officers who just tried to handcuff me. Insane. And take me into custody for funsies. Yeah. But look, it's Money Inc., you guys. Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, they're, really, I, I, they're really setting up WrestleMania in two months. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted one of Teddy Biasi's jackets. Um, I would just wear the shit out of it. Just, you know. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, did, yeah, I mean, those shirts, the, the where you tear them at the front, I think only Teddy Biasi and strippers ever wore those shirts. <laughs> What do you? <laughs> I mean, were male strippers really that big a thing back in the early nineties? Had to be. Or well, did no. or did male strippers have to order the Ted DiBiase? <laughs> well, in this country, I don't know if it was in America or not, but we had the Chippendales, not not Chip and Dale, not uh, not the Rescue Rangers, um, the Chippendales, um, and they were just like, you know, they all looked like the one Ico Pro and the more denim hot pants, and you know. Um, right, 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 right. Like uh, the the uh, Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley sketch from SNL. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, DiBiase. I like sort of. He's uh, accepting Beefcake's uh, challenge at this point. Um, for a match next week. For a match next week. Um, I was going to ask you if there's Hogan interference, but I don't want you to spoil it for me. No, nah, I won't. I won't spoil it. Because um, next week it'll probably come crashing down and hurt inside. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is kind of weird, isn't it? Because, like, obviously, like, the weirdest shit has just happened to you, and we're kind of just, like, all over the place at the moment, but, um... No, I'm right here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm present in 1993, February 1st. <laughs> but also, we have another long-ass segment to follow up from Brutus Beefcake's long-ass segment. What is, how many matches? There's been three matches so far. We gotta get a main event on this bird, right? And yeah, and I mean we've got the Mr. Perfect uh, football pass. Uh, oh yeah, there's still a Mr. Perfect football pass, and I believe the the preview image for this episode was the Narcissus. Ah, uh, well there you go. Maybe it was. Maybe this was uh, Narcissus versus uh, PJ. <clears throat> oh, oh, we the, get a they do heads and we tails. We get a Devito and a PJ in yeah. one episode. Yeah. Huh? Um, oh yeah, see, um, uh, Jimmy Hart he develops a conscience out of nowhere, and he's like, no, you shouldn't be uh, beating up someone who's had his face reconstructed. Um, right, right, because I got a skinny tie and a, a fucking cummerbund that doesn't match my jacket. <laughs> Jimmy Hart, you are no one to judge with that cummerbund. <laughs> 
again, I wonder where they get... I mean, Jimmy Hart, he had all of his uh, jackets uh, made up from scratch. It looks like he's got waffles on his jacket, doesn't it? Um, I agree. Those look like waffles, but I think they are uh, dollar signs. Yeah, dollar signs. Um, but... But waffles would have been, or or honeycomb. He's got a honey a honey themed uh, jacket because it's also very honey colored. Uh-huh. These uh, Money Inc were the only two that, uh, guys that he was managing at this point. Uh, <laughs> the family had um, dwindled because uh, he managed like three tag teams at once, <laughs> and then they all turned on him. And uh... Uh, did he manage the Beverly Brothers? No, he had uh, natural no. disasters and the natural boys. disasters, nasty boys, shit. Yeah, and the Mountie should have known that. <clears throat> the Mountie? Yeah. I um, barely remember that. <clears throat> yeah, Owen's pissed. Beefcake Demise. didn't pay his taxes. Oh, you know he didn't pay them taxes. <laughs> He was just taking money to cut hair for years. Uh, you you must know the story of uh, when he was carrying his uh, coke uh, through an airport, and he dropped it, or it was found or something, and uh, they thought it was anthrax, and he was like, "No, no, it's just my coke." <laughs> Beefcake. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, not Brutus. Well, no, yeah, right. I know. Um, well, he's um he's got a book coming out as well. He's um. There was a there was a local a local wrestling show that Brutus Beefcake appeared on. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago where he uh, got to, I'm not sure if it was pilled up or uh, yeah. drunk, mm-hmm. but definitely peed himself in the ring. Yay. Um, there's, oh, well, there he is. Poor guy. I mean, um, there's, a, there's some there's footage. There's the narcissus. <laughs> there's some footage on YouTube of Beefcake um, from a few years ago. And he bends over and a, a small rip right on his asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, they, 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 I think the uh, the video kind of repeats it and zooms in on it closer each time. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so being as Luger is hitting the ring now, yes, well, yeah, does so that make you must have an opponent, a real opponent? Like, uh, does that does that make the main events of this show the Mister Perfect Perfect Pass? I guess it would. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm wondering who Luke is facing at this point because uh, his opponent isn't in the ring, so it's not PJ. That's the only other match I remember from this time. Um, and I faced Crush, but that was later on. Um, I'm excited. Well, let's. Uh, what was? Who that? who would have had an who who could he have just beat? But would who have also had an entrance? Oh God! Uh, oh, uh, there's the Rosati sister. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is a segment. Maybe it's not. A, maybe he doesn't have a match. No, no, he has to. I'm, I think he has a match. But uh, yeah, she's um, she passed away um, in 1994. Um, and her sister, uh, one of her sisters, is actually still is on Facebook. Um, and uh, <laughs> then, then, if you think I haven't tried to get her on the podcast, you're fucking crazy. Um, of course you have. That, that's the dream, if anything. Because uh, I've had Jameson on the podcast, and you know, I want right. You know, you got to go for the Rosati sister as well. Okay, maybe his opponent's in the ring at this point. Yeah, that's PJ. Yeah, that's PJ. Uh-huh. Looking, he's tanned. huge. Yeah, <clears throat> Lucas so tanned and jacked up. Ah, okay. Well, they're gonna cut away. Let us see the uh, the perfect pass, and they'll cut back. <laughs> Steve Jordan. <laughs> 
Um, this is the kind. Of, I mean, I don't know what he's doing now because uh, I'm not. I don't know American football. Um, Steve Jordan. I hope he's not dead, is he? I hope he's not. No, he's uh, he's uh, Jason Jordan's actual father. <laughs> is that the kid's name? Are we being are we being relevant and modern? Yeah. Is that that's the kid's name, right? I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Nailed it. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just happened to cut over. Like there happens to be another camera when Perfect froze the ball. Um, we He's an look, athlete. Well, yeah, we shouldn't look into logic for this, but um, I I love this. This is incredible. Oh yeah, these segments, unbelievable. Uh, do you do you remember in two thousand and two they tried to do it again? Um, yes. And I I I loved that he came back in two thousand and two, and it really is a shame that it didn't last. Um, but yeah, we, uh, because of these segments, uh, me and my friends used to try and play like one on one football or like two on two football where you could throw it to yourself. Uh-huh. Could anyone do it? Yeah. Well, sure. If you threw it a very short distance and okay. high in the air, <laughs> I'm not throwing it a hundred yards like Henning was. Yeah. I'm not going end to end. No camera trickery was used in the making of that. I believe that. I believe that when you say that. You're the guy who has all the facts, and I know that if you say it, it's true, and it's I've, a fact. Yeah, I've just noticed that he had a little rat tail on the back of his Oh, head. yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Um, Good-ass rat tail. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, Luger against um, PJ. I think he takes a, a, a bit of an ass-kicking. I think this is Luger's first Raw match as well. He looks good. Is that PJ? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. That might not be PJ. It can't be. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. No, it's not. Okay, I tell you. Oh, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, what's the other dad's name? Um, other ECW guy. Uh, oh, um, uh, Jason? Oh, God. Yeah. Is it? It could, it could very well be. Um, it's gotta be. It looks just like him. If it, if it's not him. Write in with um, your your answers on a postcard. Um, no, okay, he does face PJ at some point. Um, but that's so, uh, that's that's the dude who managed uh, Credible. Wow, well, Jason, lo- loving the boots. Oh, he gets a reversal in. Nice little spin dog. <laughs> Real terrible boot. Like, yeah, people are um, digging the narcissist character. Um, one the of those, what character? Narcissus character. The Nars. Oh, right, right. The Narcissus character. Yeah, Narcissus. <laughs> Narcissus. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, look at that. Uh, yeah, I think this is like the start of maybe like the smart fans starting to come to Raw. Um, where they sort of dig the heels, and you know, because Don Cole's got a good reaction, and uh, every time Sean came out at this point, he got the Sean is gay chance <laughs> <clears throat> Ooh, nice little power slam by Luger there uh-huh. um, so yeah it's, it, this can't be the main event surely Actually, what, it, it has is. to be <laughs> we're real close they did right? not plan these shows out very well um, 
Did they hope that's the finish? <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's not. Luger promises you it's not. Because what was Luger doing for a finish back then? Because we, we weren't putting over the, the oh, plate just... in the forearm yet, were we? No, no, they were, but they, they didn't know what it oh, was. Yep. He was just, by the you know, uh, by the gift of God, uh, well, by the grace of God, he was just knocking out people. and um, Forming people in their face. Yeah. And I think he uses the pinky finger. <laughs> He Great did, gear. Yeah, he did arrogance very, very well. But I think you know when you speak to people from that time, you know they said the narcissist gimmick was a shoot because um, he did just. You were right. He's. I mean, look at him. <laughs> Someone with a total package um, sign in the audience there. Yeah, it's by coincidence too. They were actually talking about Jason. <laughs> it just happened that Lex Luger was in the ring. So yeah, I mean. What? Oh, Lex Luger doesn't know what he's doing right now, does he? <laughs> so I mean, this this raw. I mean, I, why is he airplane spinning him for fun? <laughs> well, for fun, that's why. That's how he passes the time, picks up heavy things, and, uh, <laughs> so, and spins them around. Uh, so I think we're being told of what's happening next week. This is a weird episode. It didn't really have much of a direction. Um, it started with the intro for the first time, which we have never right. had. It, it doesn't end on a match again, which has happened a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, you know, the big thing coming out of this was the uh, the challenge for um, for uh, Money Inc. from Brutus Beefcake, um, and it's right he, it's, setting up setting up two months from now WrestleMania. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's, it's, it is weird that, you know, that when you look back on it now, how little interaction a lot of the wrestlers had. Are they going to give us another match? No, no, they're not. Okay, they're just going out on this. Weird. What a strange... Okay, well. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was episode four. And uh, you can see uh, Beefcake, the, uh, the the thumbnail for next week's episode, Shawn Michaels, Risen 1, a battle royal, 16-man battle royal. No spoilers. 16 men? Yeah, so I think that had to be a, a live episode. Should, uh, certainly when uh, Hogan comes back, that is a live episode. Um, but yeah, no. Um, In theory, this could still be... No, no. I was going to say, it could still be the, the continuation of the first set of tapings, but yeah, I, should, I doubt it. No, I mean, Beefcake, he's, I, I don't know. He's got different ring. It would be very weird, because I think they made uh, the, uh, the challenge for next week on Raw, and to do it live in front of an audience and then actually have it that night, I think would have been a little bit weird. So you think they recorded the first couple in like one, one shot and then started doing live after that? I think that, well, no, I still think that it was probably every couple of weeks. Certainly. Um, right. Um, I remember on like superstars or whatever, Sean Mooney would, um, advertise that tickets for the following raw the next week were available. So they, they kept rolling with it. So yeah, I don't know. Kind of weird, um, but yeah, no, that was a that was an odd hodgepodge raw. Uh, well, Typhoon versus Doink was dope. So <laughs> I mean, outside of that, it was kind of a throwaway. But I did get to see Tony DeVito. Uh, that was good. Uh, I almost got arrested. It's been an eventful turn, <laughs> Chuckle. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, how are you gonna top this next week? Um... I don't know. Maybe I'll actually get arrested. Maybe I'll actually get arrested, yeah. Um, or maybe I'll get arrested. Nice. Yeah. Change things up for a change. Uh, 
So yeah, that that was the fourth episode of Raw. Probably, I, I guess the the uh, I, I hate to say it because again, I love this time, but the most forgettable episode so far of Raw. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. There was barely a match that really like when I was like, how are they highlighting Doink versus Typhoon? And then you watch the episode and you're like. Oh, that's why they're highlighting Doink versus Typhoon. Because it was the actual highlight of the show. Because it was actually the best part of the show. <laughs> so yeah, um, next week, um, February the fifteenth, nineteen ninety-three. Because um, we got there preempted the week before because of uh, dog show. Got to be the dog show. Um, nice. So yeah, Bruce Beefcake competes against Teddy Biasi. Uh, also, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, and 14 of a superstars, so basically 14 fucking nobodies, uh, compete in a 16-man battle royal. Now, if I remember... Iron Mike Sharp. He uh, is in it. Glenn Ruth, uh, <laughs> Tony DeVito, PJ Walker, Jason. Uh, I would love it if it was literally Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, and 14 <laughs> jobbers. It would, be, <laughs> it would be almost as uneventful as uh, the Royal Rumble from that year. <gasps> we're gonna fight over that round. Um, <laughs> oh no, no, that's not the one. Which uh, I think it's the next year that's super uneventful because you know going into it who's gonna win. What Luger and Brett? That was the co-winner thing. Okay, maybe I'm two years off. When's the <laughs> one with Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog? Yeah, no, that was '95. Yeah, that was. Two oh, years '95. Off. That one. You you like you watch it. You go. Oh, that like as the be- as the the horn goes off, you're like, oh, that guy's not gonna win. Yeah, no, oh, that a, guy's not gonna win. There's a reason why that match was like half an hour. Um, you know, yeah, so that I, one's tough. Yeah, no, no, it was, it was. But uh, yeah, no, so uh, next week's Raw should should be a fun one. Um, you know, for everyone who watched Raw with us, from uh, you know, I've been getting feedback, and people are listening to the show without watching Raw. So you know. If there are like periods of silence, like you know, that's that's your fault basically for not watching Raw with us. Um, right, right. Because yeah. some episodes I might get arrested, so you're gonna have to deal <laughs> with that. You might as well watch Raw while I do it. You know, like it's weird if you're not. Uh huh. So, <laughs> so yeah. Before we go, um, you can be found all of the internet. Basically, if the type in Colin Delaney, they'll find you. I think. Yeah, put it into Google. You'll find me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm on the Law the internet. Law enforcement. I have a Wik- I have a Wikipedia. Yeah. Um. There may there may be a mugshot of you by next week. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> to go with the rest of them. Uh huh. And uh, yeah. And, and I should probably plug my stuff a little bit. If you like crazy crazy pop music that you can't dance to and barely sing along to then check out uh, toxic melons so that's the thing no one wants to be called toxic melons so i have the uh i have the uh, market cornered on that name um so yeah smart uh, yeah huh uh so yeah so again thank you colin for uh <laughs> you know um I, I i don't feel like i'm converting you yet um <laughs> well we're one month into uh we're one month into 93 raw yeah, and it's been. We'll it's see you guys been, next week for uh, one month and one week into '93 Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a thrill ride. Um, but as we get closer to Mania, things definitely pick up. Business picks. Oh up. yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you, Colin. Uh, you jailbird, you. Um, and we will see you all next time. Yes, sir. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.